Praise God. Hasn't it been a great week? I mean, it's been a great week. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Jesus is Lord. God is on His throne. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. What a great week. What a time to be alive. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. <laughs> the Lord got me up at 4 o'clock this morning. And uh, when, he, when the Lord comes to get you up, He's, he's better than an alarm clock coming, you know. You're up. <laughs> and here's the first thing he started saying to me. I turned to it so I could get it exactly. You can turn to it later if you want. Well, you know, we all know the report. And by the way, I am talking about the election first, just a little part of it. I'd be a coward not to. Isn't that right? Well, first off, before, no, I'm going to say the first thing that he said. The first thing that I heard when I, when I, my eyes popped open about four o'clock. Why do the heathen rage? And the people imagine a vain thing. The king of the earth set themselves and the rulers take counsel together against the Lord and against his anointed saying, let us break their bands asunder and cast away their cords from us. He that sitteth in the heavens shall laugh. The Lord shall have them in derision. Then shall he speak unto them in his wrath and vex them in his sore displeasure. Yet have I set my king upon my holy hill of Zion. I will declare the decree the Lord has said unto me, Thou art my son, this day have I begotten thee. Ask of me, and I shall give thee the heathen for thine inheritance, and the uttermost parts of the earth for thy possession. Thou shalt break them with a rod of iron, thou shalt dash them in pieces like a potter's vessel. Be wise now, therefore, O you kings. Be instructed, you judges of the earth. Serve the Lord with fear and rejoice with trembling. Kiss the Son. S-O-N. Kiss the Son, lest He be angry and you perish from the way when His wrath is kindled but a little. But blessed are all they that put their trust in Him. Hallelujah. What a great week. He who sits in the heavens is laughing. There's no reason for us to be sad. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Now, my next thing, political science 101 from junior high school. The media does not determine the president. The state election boards, the voter things, they do not determine the president. This is a republic. We call it a democracy, but it's not really a mob rule democracy. It is a republic, a group of states, and the states determine their electors. And nothing is official until the electors vote. And even then it's got to be approved by Congress after that. But the, just so you'll know, the electors don't even vote until December 14th this year. Now that's more than a month from now. And I'm telling you right now, this thing is far from over. This thing is far from over. Now Sunday night we had a night of confessions. We did the election confessions. 
We did the calling in the lost confessions. We did the confessions over Pastor Dave Roberson and his family. And at the end of it, very unexpected by me, the word, the word, well, the word gave us a word. (laughs) The Lord gave us a word, very short, very concise. I like it that way. And he, but he's speaking to all of us. Now remember, he said this right at the end of those confessions. Say it with me. The election confessions. The calling in the lost confessions. And the confessions over Pastor Dave Roberson. Then the Lord said, I have raised you up. I have raised you up for such a time as this, says the Lord. Stand fast, my children. Stand fast, my warriors. Stand fast, my army. Allow me to set a watch upon your lips. Now hear this. Speak not contrary to any one of these confessions. Speak not contrary. Not concerning your own body. Not concerning your own house. Not concerning this church. Not concerning the elections. Not concerning the revival. Say what I say, says your Lord. And I am well pleased with you. Well, I don't know if you all have heard this. Maybe you haven't heard it. But it's too late. (laughs) It's too late, says the Spirit of the Lord. In fact, it's far too late says the Lord, for this thing to be stopped. It has been declared in heaven, and it has been released. The damn D-A-M, we're in church, the dam of my glory (laughs) has already burst, says the Spirit of the Lord, and it's past the point of any adversary stopping this outpouring, says the Spirit of the Lord. That which I have decreed has been sent forth. Now, I'm not going to read the rest of that, but I could. How about not saying anything different than that? How about let's just say that? Okay? Alright? Now, what you got to understand, we are in a war. Uh, You don't have to turn to these. Uh, I do have to, I am going to deliver what he gave me today. I'm going to stay very close with this. Okay? And if he shows something in the middle, that's extra. (laughs) But he wants to very... The title of today's message, Warfare Between Two Kingdoms. You've got to understand what's going on. This is a warfare between the God of this world and the God of the kingdom of heaven. Do you understand that? That it's not against people. I know we, you know, you could have all these names of this current election. It'll be a warfare the next election. It'll be a warfare the election after that. And it's between two kingdoms though. We don't battle against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers. And I'm going to read that in a minute. (laughs) I'm full of joy. He has filled me with the joy of the Lord. I'll tell you, I've had to battle my emotions this week. I've had to turn off the news this week. I ain't listening to that stuff. I don't, and I, for me, you don't know. That's, I mean, I'm way better than I used to be. I used to be a newsaholic. Boy, I, I, no, no. I, I got a different report. I have, I have a different uh, source of my information now. Amen? Alright. Now, Second Corinthians chapter 4. You don't have to turn to all these. You can if you want to. Second Corinthians 4, verses 3 through 6. 
Paul, the Apostle Paul, who I think knows what he's talking about. Okay? Can we agree there? He says, if our gospel be hid, it is hid to them that are lost. In whom the God of this world, little g, (laughs) but still, the God of this world hath blinded the minds of them which believe not. Lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto them. For we preach not ourselves, but Christ Jesus the Lord, and ourselves your servant for Jesus' sake. For God, who commanded the light to shine out of darkness, hath shined in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. So we see the God of this world, what's his job? What's he doing? He's blinding them. And the most blind in Jesus' day were the religious leaders. you got to understand that. Bronk did a message uh, about a week ago called the deep state in the church. It's perfect. The Pharisees, the Sadducees were the deep state in the church, resisting change, resisting truth. Same thing going on today. But I want you to... So can we all be in agreement? Paul says Satan is the God little g of this world. All right. But Ephesians chapter 6, Paul, the same Paul, tells us about another kingdom and that we are the warriors for that kingdom. So Ephesians 6, starting in verse 10, and we're going to read through 18. Finally, my brethren, now what he means there, in conclusion of everything I have written in this letter, which is Ephesians is quite a letter. What do we preach, a year on Ephesians? Finally, in conclusion, my brethren. Now, watch. Be strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. His might. My emotions waver. His do not. You hear me? Every time I go back to the Lord, I get strength again. I found out He's not discouraged. I found out He's not worried. I find out He's not sad. I find out He's not shocked at current events. Isn't that right? Okay. Be strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. Put on the whole armor of God. Why? That you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. If we were ever living in a season where the wiles of the devil are unleashed on this country, it is now. And you better have on the armor. Okay? All right. But put on the whole armor of God. Why? That you, 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 you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, I'm going to insert, but against the God of this world. And under Him are principalities, powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, and against spiritual wickedness in high places. Okay, so now that's who we're ruling against. I mean, that's who we're warring against. It's the kingdom of darkness against the kingdom of light. It's the God of this world against the God of heaven. And that's why Jesus, the first thing he told us to pray, Our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Because if we don't pray that, and if we don't believe that, the God of this world's will is going to be done here. You got that? It's a war. That's who we're really fighting against. <laughs> I think I had, what, how did Dave say that? 
I think I had gunpowder sprinkled with Tabasco for breakfast. I feel good, man. I feel good. So that's who we're wrestling against. Wherefore, wherefore, because of that, take unto you the whole armor of God, that you may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all to stand. Stand, therefore. How many times did he say stand right there? Don't buckle, don't cave, don't whine, don't cry, don't talk on the phone about bad stuff. Say what I say. I've done gone to preaching, haven't I? Anyway. Stand, therefore, having your loins girt about with truth. What is truth? Well, Jesus is the truth. But he said, Father, thy word is truth. You better have your loins girt, the reproductive parts of you, you better have it girded with truth. Because, the Lord, what is the sign of thy coming and the end of the world? What's the first thing he said? Beware that no man deceives you. I never saw deception like I'm seeing in this lifetime, what I'm seeing in America. People think evil is, is good and good is evil and light is dark and dark is light. I, I mean, people that supposedly have an education and dumber than a rock in my driveway. And I'm sorry. Professing themselves to be wives, they've just literally become fools. You know who the Bible calls a fool? That one that says there is no God. That's a, that's a fool that says that. I'm not saying that. That's what the Bible said. I didn't know I was going to preach. <laughs> Stand therefore having your loins girt about with truth. Having on the breastplate of righteousness. Listen, I know the group I'm talking to. I'm, hopefully we're past sin. You know what I mean? How does, how does Bronk put that? Uh, deal, deal breaker sins, deal breaker sins, adultery, fornication, that type of thing. But it's, I'm telling you, he's purging the vessels. It's not just the deal breakers he's dealing with. Have you found that out? Glory to God. Anyway. <clears throat> Breastplate of righteousness. We've been, Jesus is our righteousness, but Ephesians says now put it on. That means stop sinning. Dave says, how do you put on the belt of truth? That's when you stop lying. You stop saying anything contrary to what God says. Okay? And your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Well, you had a good chance this week to see if you got your shoes on. <laughs> Did you walk in peace all week? I, I had to go find my shoes three or four times. <laughs> Where did I put them sandals? Where'd they go? <laughs> I, I'm not feeling peace right now. <laughs> yeah, you gotta, you gotta walk in peace. That's what trusting the Lord is. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. We're going to get, get at them here, here in a minute. I, I've got them on the list here, see. I'm going to throw them in the fiery furnace that they heated seven times hotter. We're still not going to bow. We're not going to bow to you, whether our God delivers us or whether he doesn't. We're not going to bow. When they looked in there, didn't we throw three men in there? I see a fourth man. He looks like he might be the son of God. Well, it was a pre-incarnate son of God. Glory to God. You're not alone. We are not alone. You hear me? Okay. Having your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Above all, taking the shield of faith. 
wherewith you shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. Boy, if, this week, if you've been doing it right, you know, what is that shield? The best picture is Jesus being tempted in the, in, in the wilderness. Here comes the enemy. Zing! Zing! You know, throwing these fiery darts at Jesus, trying to get him to move off the Word of God. And all Jesus would do, if you would allow me, I'm holding up my shield. It is written. That arrow went out. It is written. That arrow went out. It is written. That arrow went out. Listen, this week by now, if you're doing it right, your your shield ought to be so full of arrows. <laughs> Help me hold this shield up. It is written, I'm saying. It is written. Jesus is Lord over the United States of America. Jesus is Lord over this country. Righteousness reigns in this land. Blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord. Hallelujah. The righteous rejoice when those that, that are righteous rule. And on and on and on it can go, see. Your shield ought to be heavy with flamed out arrows. <laughs> Hallelujah. Take the helmet of salvation. Helmet of salvation. See, the helmet of salvation is when you start thinking like he thinks. Jesus thinks abortion is murdering babies. That's, that's my helmet of salvation on that issue. And if you remember the vision he gave me a couple of weeks ago, I was just minding my own business, praying in other tongues like I'm supposed to be. And this little movie vision played in my mind. I'm going to do it real quick because that's not the real message today. But Jesus wanted to drive it home, so I just did not understand. And in this little movie, all of us, now this didn't really happen. It just happened in a movie vision in my head. But I'm sitting in my living room, which is where I really was, and looking out my, I got a glass door, you know, looking out that glass door across the street. There was a mother, wasn't really the lady that lives there, but a mother, was chasing like a two or three year old child in the front lawn. And at first glance, you think they're playing. But then I noticed that mama had a butcher knife, not a little paring knife, a big old butcher knife in her hand. And she was intending to murder her own child. Well, in this movie, I go bounding out the door. I'm not going to stand. I can't stand by and watch the innocent life be, be shed like that. You know, we got a lot of scripture about the shedding of innocent blood. It doesn't get more innocent. Okay. And I go bounding out the door and I'm going to go stop this murder from happening. And right in the middle of the street, about when I get to the middle of the street, two policemen suddenly, you know how dreams are, or visions, all of a sudden one had me by each arm and it said, no, you can't stop this. In this nation, it is legal for mothers to murder their babies. And I, boy, I got it and I got it straight. And right then, above me, above me was a voice that said, murder is not a political issue. It is a righteousness issue. Don't ever confuse it. This is how the Lord looks at abortion. It's no less than a mother murdering her baby. Then sometime within the next 24 hours, he expanded on it again. Almost the same kind of thing, except this time the mother was incarcerated. How you do this? In a, she was incarcerated in a jail cell with bars on her front lawn. <laughs> you know, the cell looked to me like it maybe was eight by eight bars. And the mother's... this so. That would look to me like the law got changed. She's not allowed to do it. But in my vision, she had that butcher knife and her child was over there and she was had that butcher knife reaching through the bars, still wanting to kill that child. And that, then I knew we got a bigger job than just changing the law. 
We got to change the hearts of the mothers of this land. And only Jesus can do that. We're all about to be preachers of the gospel. I'm not saying you're going to be an evangelist, but you're going to be a preacher of the gospel. Yes, sir. That's the second time, so I can't ignore this. And I did not get permission, so please forgive me. I'm not going to mention your name or even the country that you're from. So nobody knows it's you. I received this on Wednesday. Young man, he's in his 30s. I don't want to give too much detail. In another country, on the other side of the world. Okay. And uh, he he got filled with the Holy Ghost sometime within the last two years. His wife is believing for it, and she's going to be speaking in tongues pretty soon. But that's how new they are, and the things that, you know, really the things of the Lord. He said, uh, I talked with someone today about the evils of abortion. That person, this person he talked to is a real liberal. So when it became fruitless, I thought I should switch and give my testimony. I was really torn apart and called nasty things. It is the first time this has happened to me, and I'd be lying if I said it did not hurt. What would be your advice to handle this? I know persecution is supposed to happen. I know the world hates Jesus. It's just very difficult to handle. How many can relate to that? I mean, you know. Well, here's my reply. I said, Jesus told us precisely how to react. But it does take a kingdom mindset to be this way. Starting in Luke 6.22. Blessed are you when men shall hate you, when they shall separate you from their company, and shall reproach you, and cast out your name as evil for the Son of Man's sake. That's exactly what's going on right now. Now here's, here's the counsel of Jesus. The instruction of the Lord. Rejoice. You in that day and leap for joy. For behold, your reward is great in heaven. For in the like manner did their fathers unto the prophets. Now that doesn't, you're going to have to come against every human natural emotion to do that. You've got to understand who you are, where you're from, why you're here. I remember that I've seen it again that time that man was so angry at Dave and spittle was I could see little drops of spittle landing on Dave's shirt. That guy was up in, you know, like six inches from Dave's nose and just reading him the riot act. And Dave's supposed to come out and preach. (laughs) I was early on. I didn't, you know, I hadn't been around Dave that much at that time. I'm thinking to myself, uh, I probably wouldn't handle this well. You know, for a long time, Dave didn't even have a chance to speak. The guy is right in the middle of his tirade, you know, just on and using some not churchy language. <laughs> and see, I know that guy, and I know the guy. I know Dave has poured his life into this guy, done so much to help him. Anyway, finally, the guy had to take a breath. Dave's, this would not be at that time for sure Gary's reaction. This was Dave's reaction. Does this mean you don't like me? <laughs> and that just made the guy matter. He just railed on some more and then busted out the door and left. Then I'm thinking, boy, if I had to walk out right now and deliver a message, it'd probably be fire and brimstone, you know. You'd smell the sulfur and feel the heat. 
Dave walked out here and delivered like he just stepped out of the throne room dripping with the love of God. And I said, I got me a pastor. <laughs> I got me a pastor. I can learn from this fellow. Hallelujah. All right. It is warfare between two kingdoms. Now, the helmet of salvation, see, we have to think like he thinks. Don't be listening to the, oh, it's, it's a mother's choice. God says it's murder. He didn't, he never gave a mother a choice of murdering her baby. And you've got to see it that way. That's the helmet of salvation is when you think like he thinks. Don't be listening to, they're really good at codifying. They, they speak in code all the time. You gotta watch it. Okay. Then, now that's, that helmet of salvation finishes up the defensive part of the armor. That's to protect you, really. But that's only got you ready for war. Now, I'm going to say this and say it real plain. If you don't put on that armor, you're not going to be here next year. Is that, boy, how quiet was that? Get it on. Because he said there's a reason. If you don't have it on, you're not going to stand. Get it on. Hallelujah. Is that clear enough? All right. Then you're ready. Then, once you have that armor on, now you're ready to go to war. See, Jesus, he, he was under attack in the wilderness. But boy, once he got past that. Now, what do we see in Acts 10, 38? What do we see Jesus doing the rest of the Gospels? How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power, who went about doing good, healing all that were oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. It's time to go on the attack. That's when you take the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. And that's about the same as the shield. I had it mixed up for years. I can't teach on that at length. The shield is when you quote the Word of God. Jesus did not walk into the man, uh, to the woman bowed over for 18 years and quote verses. Did he? He gave a command. Woman, thou art loose from thine infirmity. He spoke with the lips of God. But he did it as a man, Jesus of Nazareth. He laid down all... I know he's God in the flesh. Don't write me no letters. But he's not doing anything as God. If he, if he does, he's not our pattern. But he's speaking as a He's a man with human lips speaking the very... He's, a, he's the mouth of God when he speaks. Our mind is going to be so, come so one, so melded, so blended with the mind of Christ. When you speak, it is Christ. It is Christ. It is God. That is the sword of the Spirit. You don't ever see Jesus walking up and even praying for the sick. You don't ever see him doing that. All that prayer was going on the nights before when he'd stay all night with God. I don't, boy, I'd like to be in on some of those prayers. Maybe there's a way. But anyway, <laughs> that's, that's when you get your strength. That's when your fellowship, that's when your, your presence. So he goes with you when you go out. See? But boy, once he's on the battle line, he, he doesn't ever pray. I don't, I couldn't find one prayer where Jesus, Father, please heal this person. Not on the front line. Now, once you're there, it's time for the sword of the Spirit. And you deliver in the name of Jesus. We do everything in the name of Jesus, but you speak the very words of God. Take up thy bed and walk. Thy sins be forgiven thee. On and on and on. Woman, thou art loose from thine infirmity. Hmm. Sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. The words God speaks, but He's speaking it through you. And praying once in a while when you feel like it. Oh, wait a minute. That's the modern translation. 
praying all, excuse me, always, always, praying always, with all prayer. And did you notice, you would think all prayer would include all prayer. You would think all prayer, you know, you're done. Praying always with all prayer. You'd think all prayer. That I'm done talking about prayer because I just said pray with all prayer and all prayer would be all prayer. (laughs) But it doesn't stop. He says, and. I found out a long time ago when somebody says and. They're not through talking yet. (laughs) So praying all way with all prayer, which I, for a long time, you you think that's inclusive. Then he says, and. Supplication in the Spirit. Supplication in the Spirit. He that speaks in an unknown tongue speaks not unto men, but unto God. No man understands him, howbeit in the Spirit. Oh, in the Spirit he speaketh mysteries. So there's all the prayer that you know to pray with your known language. And we have a lot of things we can pray with our known language. I know a lot of things to pray. I know that he wants you to prosper and be in health, even as your soul prospers. I know he wants everybody saved. There's a lot of things I can pray. Boy, there's a lot of things I don't know what to pray. And I especially don't know the details of how to get it to happen. That's where supplication in the Spirit comes in. You start letting the Holy Spirit make intercession for you when you don't know what to pray as you ought. The Holy Spirit makes intercession for you with groanings that cannot be uttered. And while he's doing that, he is praying according to the perfect will of God. Thank God for Pastor Dave. Man, we are equipped for this. We, we were born for such a time as this. We have been trained for such a time as this. We know how to pray the will of God with our known language. And we know how to supplicate in the spirit beyond the, what we know in our natural brain. We have been trained for this. You're ready for this. But you've got to remember, it is warfare between two kingdoms. The God of this world, if we don't pray, if we don't pray, if we don't do our part, the God of this world just has his way. He just has his way. Well. Now, say this with me. It's not over until it's over. See, a lot of times, God allows it to appear to be over. Now, okay, now keep the mindset, the God of this world, under him are principalities, powers, so forth. But underneath them are, let's take Jesus' time, Pharisees, Sadducees, religious leaders of the world, uh, the Romans, many of the Roman, uh, Herod, evil king, so forth. All right? You got all of that, and you got Jesus, <laughs> and you got the twelve, and you got his disciples on the other side. Okay, you, you see the two kingdoms at war here. All right. Now, when it came time for the people to choose, right before the crucifixion, they had a choice. Pilate asked them, "Well, who do you want me to release to you?" He was he had to release one. It was their law. They had Barabbas, the murderer. Or Jesus, what Pilate called him, Jesus, the king of the Jews. Who do you want? The multitude chose murder. 
Same thing happening right now. Crucify the king of glory. Yes, sir. You got to see this now. You got to see this. When Jesus was on that cross, if there's such a thing as streets in hell, the demons were dancing in the streets. We have won. We have rid the planet of this last Adam, just like we took away all the authority of the first Adam. Oh, so on that level, in the demonic realm, there was dancing in the streets. I don't know if you've seen the articles this week about the dancing in the streets at the supposed win. Okay, and uh, but not only I want to take it to lower level though. I'll tell you who else was. They may not have danced. The Pharisees, they were glad to be rid of him. The scribes, glad to be rid of him. I would think even probably the political at the time, glad to be rid of this guy. Rejoicing, almost dancing in the streets. And then somebody sent me a really good statement just yesterday. You know, even Satan thought he had won until three days later. Is that good or what? Is that good or what? He didn't win. Sure did appear like it, didn't he? If you're just going to go by appearance, only John had the courage to stay there. John had already, I like how Alan said it, John had already died enough. He went. He was the only disciple at the cross because he was already dead for Jesus. Of course, and he's the only disciple that was not uh, martyred. They tried. <laughs> It's not that they didn't try. They just couldn't kill him. But he'd already died. Anyway, that's not the message either. I'm going to say it again. Even Satan thought he had... I see so many parallels. Give us the murderer. Give us the one in favor of murdering the children. That's who, Give us the one in favor of all sexual immorality, uh, what God calls an abomination. Let's call that good. Let's make it legal. Uh, yeah, give us that one. Give us that one. Crucif- I'm not, and I'm not really, comp- don't get me wrong, I'm not comparing the other one to Jesus. I'm just comparing darkness and light. Right and wrong. Murder or life. That's all I'm really doing here. Okay? Now, I'm sure the demons were delighting when they saw Jesus on the cross. And boy, when he died, I'm sure at that moment they thought they had won. They sure didn't think so three days later. Okay? I want to, I want to look at just a few others in, uh, in the Bible. Because, boy, we could teach a seminar on each one of these. But let's talk about Esther. In Esther's day, that was one of the early times that the God of this world tried to... Uh, Eliminate. I can't think of the right word. Annihilate is another good word. Rid the earth of the Jews. Just completely rid the earth of them. And there was a man named Haman who came up with his plan, and it was well underway. In fact, he already, uh, Mordecai was one of the leaders, and he already had a gallows built for Mordecai to hang on. Okay? But see, God raised up Esther. Now get this, types and shadows. Esther, who was a bride of the king. Hello, church. (laughs) And the bride made intercession to the king. And the darkness, the plan of Haman was exposed. 
And it turned out Haman hung on his own gallows. Shandai Mahandai. But it sure looked bad. And see, and that's, that's the book where we get the phrase, you were born for such a time as this. I absolutely believe everybody in the sound of my voice, everybody watching this, everybody around the world here. I've gotten WhatsApps and all, I've got messages from so many nations just in the last couple of days because it's fear. Australia, uh, Brazil, South Africa, other places that are too many to mention. And they're worried because of what the seeming quote seeming uh, result of the election is one of them said this one's in Australia he says well we're watching carefully in Australia if the USA blows its nose Australia gets a cold <laughs> so they're watching carefully and thank God I had some answers to give them I tell them I each one you were born for such a time as this don't you dare give up this thing is just starting it's not anyways near over see I remember I in junior high and high school, I was involved in a lot of fights. And there was a lot of them. I'm not very big. I'm not very tall. Most of the guys I fought was way bigger than me. And I didn't win them all. Bless God, I didn't run from any of them either. And I know what it is to get hit so many times in your face where you can feel your teeth wiggling and swallowing your own blood. The church is, tends to give up and they haven't even had a good punch to the jaw yet. Come on. Stand up and fight, you warriors. Why do you think he's had us in training all these years? Say what I say, he said. Don't say anything other than what I say. Preaching today, I don't care. <laughs> I like it myself. Isn't that a good type and shadow? Esther, bride of the king, makes intercession. And the enemy's plan is not only exposed, the enemy dies according to his own plan. Now come on. Come on, bride. Let's make some intercession to our king. We're going to do that in a minute. I'm saving time to do the election confessions because they're still just as valid today. I'm talking, I'm talking to one, I'm not, we, Jim Martin modified them correctly after the votes were cast. Okay? But boy, they're perfect for now. Keep saying them, keep saying them, keep saying them. This is my second time today to say them. It won't be my last time. Okay? All right. Another one. Talk about, uh, the three Hebrew children. Let's talk about Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. What was their crime? They would not bow to Nebuchadnezzar. They would not bow to another god. We will bow to our god only. So now remember, it's the god of this world, which is Nebuchadnezzar's god, against the god of the Hebrew children. Isn't that right? And God bless them. They said, listen, we're not going to bow to you. Our god is able to deliver us from this fiery furnace. But whether he delivers us or not... I like how it's really worded. Whether he delivers us or no. That's how I liked it. We will not bow. Boy, that made Nebuchadnezzar, let me say it this way, that made the God of this world so angry that through Nebuchadnezzar, they heated that furnace seven times hotter than normal. The, peop, the guys putting the wood or whatever, putting the fuel in there, it was so hot, they died. Just trying to put fuel in there. And they tossed in the three children. Now, all dancing in the streets for demons. We got it done. It's over. The three Hebrew children, look, they're in the furnace. That's it for them. We won. 
dance, 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 dance. Party and de- party in hell. Party in wherever they are. I don't know. Party, party. Dance, dance. But then they uh, they peek through the window. How you had a window then that would handle that, I don't know. I, somehow they looked in the furnace. I don't know how they looked in there. And they said, didn't we just, didn't we put three in there? Yeah, we, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, we put three in there. He said, well, I'm looking. And I see four men in there. That fourth man. He looks like the son of God. Now, it looked like it was over. If anything ever looked like it was over. They come out, it says, without even the smell of smoke. And guess what? The plotters who had them put in there. The deceivers that had them put in there. They got put in there instead. And again, their own plan consumed them. How about uh, Daniel in the lion's den? Nebuchadnezzar's dead now. It's another king. And uh, Daniel, they find him worshiping God. It, it was against the law. Trust. Okay, nope. It's a, it was against the law to worship the only true God. Daniel didn't care. Three times a day, they could see him. He did it where they could see him, by the way. He did it in front of an open window. He didn't go, you know, he's not hiding. Well, that's it for you. Here come the accusers again. They take it to the, the that king. And they say, he won't, he won't do this. So they, the king didn't, even, he didn't want to do it. He didn't want to throw Daniel in there, really, but he'd already spoken. Kings don't change their words. Hello, kings. They had to throw him in there. Now, if at that moment, when they take Daniel and they throw him in the lion's den, party in hell. Here we go. Dance, dance, dance. It's over. We got rid of that Daniel. Boy, I'm glad to get rid of him. It's over. We won. Until the next morning. And they open it up and they say, Daniel, was your God able to deliver you? I'm paraphrasing. Oh, these lions, they kept me nice and warm all night. Yeah, my God delivered me. Brought Daniel out and here we go again. What happened to the accusers? They got thrown in the lion's den and they got consumed by their own plan. About to see it again. All right. Now, I'm going back to that present day speaking from Sunday night, November 1st, a few, just a few days before the election. Now, I'm going to read it. Uh, okay. I have raised you up. I have raised you up for such a time as this, says the Lord. Stand fast, my children. Stand fast, my warriors. Stand fast, my army. Allow me to set a watch upon your lips. Now, and when he says, speak not contrary to any one of these confessions. Now, what we had just done, I'm going to remind you again. We had done the election confessions that we're still going to do here in a minute. We, then we did our normal calling in the lost confessions. And then we did all of the confessions that we do over Pastor Dave. So in that context, he says, speak not contrary. Not concerning your own body. Not concerning your own house. Not concerning this church. Not concerning the elections. 
and not concerning the revival. Say what I say, says your Lord, and I am well pleased with you. I thought it was a little odd. Again, you don't get to hear prophecy and judge it and then speak. I hear it when you hear it. Whoever's prophesying, they hear it when, when it's spoken. I thought it a little odd that he said your own body, your own house, this church, the elections, the revival. Well, I found out this week why he said that. And the subtitle, the subheading of this section is Beware Distractions. Beware Distractions. What was one of the number one ways that Satan steals the word out of your life? The cares of this world. The cares of this world. So, in my whole family, see, he says, not concerning your own body. I'll get to that in a minute. Not concerning your own house. Well, my house, when he says that, is not only Sue and I. It includes my mother. It inclu- We have three daughters, married daughters. So, it includes three families, at least. Okay? And now we've got a, a granddaughter that's engaged. But, but right now, there's three three families besides my mama and Sue and I. Okay? Uh, in all of the families, not just all of the families, this week, since that came forward, there has been sickness in the families. There has been financial attacks in the, fa- in the house. Can I say in the house? There has even been strife between spouses. I know no one ever heard of that. That's not normal. I mean, and, and not just, you know, I mean, all of the families, really, or most of, well, I won't say all, but most of the families, strife, unusual, not normal. I mean, there's always a little bit of disagreement until, you know, I'm finally convinced Sue is right. <laughs> I said to her, don't you get tired of being right all the time? And she went, no. <laughs> okay. So even in our families, there's been sickness this week. Pretty serious sickness. Financial attacks. Strife between spouses. Yesterday, uh, and I, I see uh, now why the Lord had me get up early to for prayer yesterday. Because I spent eight hours with my mom. Going from doctor to doctor, emergency, uh, from urgent care, finally to an emergency room, over eight hours, and it turned out to be almost nothing. By the way, mom, thank you all that prayed. My mom's doing much better today. I talked with her this morning. There is, was biscuits and gravy waiting for her when she got up. So, and the paper was in the house. Anyway. But she was able to get out of bed on her own. She's doing much better. See, I, I know that's why yesterday. That's a distraction. Now, you have to, I didn't say I, I didn't have to handle it. I did. But be aware of what's going on. Uh, when it's your kids, you know, or your grandkids and there's trouble, uh, man, if you if you let your mind dwell on that, now you help what, you do what you have to do. Don't get me wrong. But you can't let that stuff accumulate on you. You will become distracted. Just, I wrote it down here. Matthew 4, look it up, excuse me, Mark 4, 18 through 20. These are they which are sown among thorns, such as hear the word. Boy, have we heard the word? We know about his mind. But the cares of this world, the deceitfulness of riches and the lust of other things entering in. Now notice, what's the point? What's the purpose? Choke the word so it becomes unfruitful. Don't be 
you got to handle distractions. Can I say it that way? But you can't be moved off target by distractions. But these are they which are sown on good ground. Raise your hand, good ground. Raise your hand. Receive this. Raise your hand. Come on now. Work with me here. These are they which are sown on good ground. You raise your hand there too. <laughs> you, you know who you are. Anyway. These are they which are sown on good ground, such as hear the word and receive it, and bring forth fruit, some thirtyfold, some sixty, and some a hundred. Amen? So you, you have to, ha- I, it's not God's plan that I ignore my mother while she's suffering in pain yesterday. But even while we're doing all that under my breath, I'm praying as much as I can. I'm understanding what's going on. I, I, I remembered what he was talking about. There's been other distractions in the family that, boy, your emotions can really get involved. You know, you've got to be careful. Now, I'm going to say this, and then we're going to do the confessions over the election. But beware distractions. That is a major attack of the enemy. Say this with me. I was born for such a time as this. I am good ground. I am a good soldier of the Lord Jesus Christ. I will not break ranks. I will hold fast my confession of faith. And I always remember, He who sits in the heavens, He laughs at the God of this world. Hallelujah. And this is on purpose, not partisan. Okay? You can say this ten years from now or the next election. It's just righteousness and darkness. Okay? Father, I present myself to you as one who is willing to make up the hedge and stand in the gap before you on behalf of this election. I come against a spirit of confusion that would want to impact the way the votes are counted. I declare the spirit of confusion bound in Jesus' name. According to the power and authority given to me by God in the name of Jesus, I speak to you, spirit of confusion. I command that you silence your tongue and cease your actions. You will not have an impact on this election. I come against every principality, every power, every ruler of darkness, and spiritual wickedness that would present a stronghold against the man that God knows should be elected. I speak to you and command you be cast out now in the name of Jesus. Jesus has given to me the keys to the kingdom. Whatever I bind on earth is bound in heaven. Whatever I loose on earth is loosed in heaven. Satan, you and all your devils are bound concerning this nation. And this election. None of your plans for interfering 
with this election will succeed. I call the Father's will to be accomplished. Jesus has completely and totally defeated you. And all of your principalities, powers, and devils. He made an open show of you. And triumphed over you for all eternity. And He has given to me that same victory. I call you and everything about you. And your devils. Completely, totally, and thoroughly defeated in this election. Satan, you and your devils have lost. The victory of Christ is known in this election. You demons cannot think straight to carry out your plans. You speak against other devils. And your house is divided. It cannot stand. It has come to an end. You are thoroughly and utterly defeated. You walk in blindness. Division has filled your camp. Lord, make all your words in our mouth fire. And the plans of the enemy be as wood. Consumed and devoured by that fire. Set ambushments against all those who are trying to interfere with and alter the outcome of this election. May confusion fill their camps as it did in the camps of Ammon, Moab, and Mount Seir. May they devastate each other. May their plans and agendas collapse at their feet. Just as you revealed to Elijah the plans of the Syrian army, expose the plans of these unrighteous who are trying to corrupt this election. Father, as heirs of salvation, we ask that angels be dispatched to assist these things to be done. Angels, go to your assignments as the Father directs. Enforce the victories we have spoken this day. Drive back the forces of evil. Father, we offer up prayer in the Spirit. And we ask that the Holy Spirit pray through us your perfect will concerning the outcome. The outcome you desire for this election. Jesus, the government of your kingdom rests upon you. Likewise, I say that the government of this nation rests on you. May the man the Father wants as our president be elected. May all the votes cast for him be brought to light. May all the votes cast for him be brought to light. May all the votes cast for him be brought to light. May 
Father, this battle is not ours. It is yours. You are with us. Oh God, we praise you and we worship you. For your mercy endureth forever. We praise you for the beauty of your holiness. We praise you for our salvation. We exalt you and glorify you for the victory in this election. Now, we've got two minutes left, and while we're doing that, he reminded me I left out one. Because he starts that off uh, when he said, Set a watch on your lips, speak not contrary to any one of these confessions. And he starts it off saying, Speak not contrary concerning your own body. I forgot to tell you this part. So after this eight-hour thing with my mom yesterday that turned out to be nothing, they didn't prescribe any medicine. They didn't, I mean, there was no treatment. There's, it's a, you need some rest, ma'am. <laughs> you need some rest. Okay? Eight hours. So that didn't work because I never did really, I, I kept, I mean, I, it wasn't pleasant, but I enjoyed being with mom and she enjoyed being with me, but I knew it was a distraction. So I kept as much as I could praying under, under my breath. Now get this. Since I didn't move off of, you know, that didn't work. When I got her home, and it's dark now by the time I get her home, got her in the house, and I start having all the symptoms of a heart attack. I mean, I can't breathe. My left arm goes numb. I start profu- uh, sweating profusely. And do you think that is a coincidence? I mean, it wasn't, there was nothing to cause it, you know. So again, I knew what it was, but that didn't make the symptoms go away. So I, but I did sit down and said, Mama, you're on your own for a few minutes. <laughs> I got her seated in her chair and then I sat down and I just began under my breath because mom doesn't really understand confession much. But I, I started praising the Lord. I remembered this. I said, Lord, I don't receive this report. You said, do not receive one of these prophecies that came through Bronx just a week or so ago. says, don't even believe the report of your own body. So I said, I refuse that report. I refuse this. I'm healed. And as much, as much as I could, you know, in a Baptist room, <laughs> I love my mama. But you can, you can only go so far. But I'm, I'm praising God. I'm not receiving it is the thing. Well, within less than five minutes, everything returned to normal. I made sure mama had... Uh, I, Heated her, like a good son, I heated her up her favorite meal. You know what that is? Close. Hot dog. We didn't have any, though. Left, I let, I, there was a half-eaten uh, double cheeseburger in the fridge, so I got it, microwaved it, had it just right for her. Got her set down in front of the TV, had her remote, got the TV going, got her a glass of milk, and kissed her on the cheek, went out the door. By the time I got home, I barely walked in the door, all the symptoms of a heart attack again. Profuse sweating, can't breathe hardly, uh, left arm goes numb, and it's all the classic symptoms I've ever read in my life. Thank God that we have the truth. Thank God Bronk was obedient to let the Lord speak through him. And I heard it again, receive not the report of your own body. Here he says, speak not contrary, not concerning your own body. I sat there. Sue was, of course, wanting a report, but she saw that there was something going on. I, I couldn't, I could barely talk. It was, for a preacher, that's not good, you know. 
But I said, I, I, just told, I said, I'm, I'm having symptoms, but I'm not receiving this. So she laid her hands. Thank God for a wife that knows what to do. You ought to heard it, man. She laid her hands on me. Uh, the dance, the dancing was over when Sue started praying. I'm telling you right now, anyway, the devils weren't dancing no more. She starts rebuking everything that ever lived. <laughs> In the name of Jesus, lays her hands on me, calling me healed, quoting, doing everything. And within a few minutes again, all the symptoms left. Don't receive this report of your own body. And then I woke up this morning, and can you tell? I feel good. I feel good. All right. All right. Father, we just thank you. Thank you that you prepare us ahead of time for these things. Thank you, Lord, that nothing takes you by surprise. We thank you for the training that we have received and the training we're still receiving as you make us even better warriors in your kingdom. Lord, we never forget this is a warfare between two kingdoms. But, Father, we've already read the end of the book. Your kingdom wins. We thank you for it, Father, in Jesus' name. If you agree with that, you can say amen. Amen. We'll see you in 30 minutes.